Big welcome to Mr. Anthony Miller. How's it going tonight, Anthony? I am doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Man, just looking at those looking at the photo. I'm pretty sure I took the photo of you when you were sitting on the uh the Sacher the XFO interview place. So that was wow, that brings back memories. Yes, sir. sir. Yeah, I posted that. I was gonna post it and just make a post about it for like (laughs) just just to get everyone riled up for the show, but I figured it was a good one just to post in general, just to have it around. Love it. Brings back some memories. It seems like long ago. It was back in May, but man, it feels like last year if you look at it now. <clears throat> I know time time flies, man. That no, that, that does feel like a long time ago, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Yes, sir, it is. We're welcoming Anthony Miller to the show tonight. Anthony's a reporter and writer. He has a lot of different things. I'm not even going to get into it. I'll let him tell everyone at home what he does. But I mean, he, he's a very busy man. Um, I got him on for his expertise in XFL, specifically uh, the Arlington Renegades. He covers them exclusively. Uh, but, but yeah, he's a great guy, great content, man. You're always putting out some good stuff related to sports. And what's really drawn my attention recently is just seeing the stuff that you're doing that, you know, it doesn't have as big of a following, but just your post and put the content you're putting out is making me follow these things that I didn't even know existed. So congrats, man. It's good work. No, I appreciate it. I just love making content and love being able to cover all kinds of sports. You know, obviously football has always been my first love, but I love all sports. So I'm, I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, if, before we get started, I mean, do you just want to tell like what all, what all you do, what all, who all you work for? I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, we got a background portion. I always let people talk about their backgrounds, but just the people that aren't familiar with you, tell you, tell them what you do, man, if you don't mind. Oh, man. I mean, where do I start? So <laughs> um, obviously, I think everyone mostly knows me for XFL News Hub. Obviously, I cover the Arlington Renegades for them and write about other XFL articles for the site as well, but mostly on the Renegades. Um, other things I'm doing as well. Um I'm working for a network called NCC Network. It's based out of Atlanta. I'm kind of helping with, um, you know, widening the view of the audience as uh, we are now expanded out to Dallas. So I'm kind of heading up the project for Dallas. So right now I've been, been credentialed to cover for Dallas Wings, FC Dallas. A couple of weeks ago I was at the Premier Lacrosse League. So, you know, it's kind of a slow build right now, but I've been, you know, we've been, making a lot of content for all Dallas sports. So I'm kind of helping with that as well as 
um, working for uh, writing for College Football Network, just covering all of college football, doing a series right now on covering some of the under the radar players around the country in each conference. So um, and then as well, um, I'm with USFL News Hub covering the uh, Houston Gamblers for that side as well. So just doing a, a lot of different contents, a lot of different uh, writing for them. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm just checking out your Twitter. <clears throat> I have it where people can see it at home. I mean, if you're not following this guy or keeping up with him, please do, people. He's got some great content, seriously. Uh, very informative, and I like how most of the things you do are all positive. You don't really hit many pieces that are negative or, or trying to draw draw drama in. So that's one of my yeah. favorite takes on your work. Yeah, I think we see a lot of negative stuff on social media, so I try not to add that to my timeline as much as possible. Now, obviously, I may have the occasional uh, angry stuff about the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, try to... Uh, Try to stay away from it and try to keep positive things in my life. <laughs> yeah, typical Eagles fan right there. Nothing you can do. It's you got to get it out. I mean, I understand. <laughs> Speaking of NFL, man, that's what I've been spending some time down in New Orleans, uh, watching John Trey Kirkland, Jack Heflin, Kiko. Uh, they're the three guys from the XFL right now in New Orleans, and I got credentialed down there with them, and it's been a good time. It's quite different than the XFL, you can say. Yeah, I'm I'm so jealous of you. They got to, you got to see Kirk on it. That's really exciting to see him back on the field. Just as, you know, especially after what he went through in the XFL, being basically he was the best receiver in the XFL for the first four or five weeks of the season, and to see him get injured the way he did and lose the half of the season was devastating. We we weren't sure if that was going to affect him when it came down to NFL teams, but I'm so glad it did. I'm so glad he was able to find a home in New Orleans, and um, you know, hopefully he can make a big impact on the team in the preseason. So really happy for Kirkland because that dude is an absolute stud. Totally agree. A hundred percent. And the way he's very humble. I sat with him when he was doing his press conference and we talked afterwards, very humble guy, super hungry. I hope the best for him. As long as he stays injury free, I'm sure there's going to be some times for him to shine on that new Orleans field. Uh, Can't speak too much of the specifics, but uh, it looks good so far, man. He's wearing the number 85, uh, and that number was out practicing and doing things. So I look forward to that. But yeah, since we're going to head and talking talking about the the guys that um, are heading to the NFL, we're at 48 now total, I believe. Is that correct? I believe so. I think that is accurate. Yeah, correct. Now, I had a bunch of slides pulled up, but my computer decided to hit a... (sighs) A software update right beforehand um but i i really wanted to note i don't have it pulled up no i had the x there it is there it is i do have it pulled up the xfl is really doing a good job keeping up with it i know originally when we started this it seemed like a lot of the information was coming from social media and places like that but now it seems like they're starting to do a pretty good job i mean we're getting graphics released daily when someone gets signed yeah, even even for players that are getting tryouts, they're getting graphics themselves, which is awesome to see too. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And any of these athletes, I mean, I know I've named a couple, and we don't want to get too much into it. But is there anybody you're excited personally to see uh, perform this year? Uh, Peta, I'm really excited about. I'm really glad he found a spot with the Jets. Um, obviously, he was one of the best pass rushers in the XFL, but especially for a team like Vegas that was uh, very much one of the worst teams in the league, but. There was a lot of individual players of the Vipers, you know, that had that were really good. And PETA, I think, kind of stood out as the best one. I mean, especially I think it was the first six weeks where he had six or seven sacks and 
he was just dominating off the line of scrimmage. So I think he's going to be huge for the New York Jets. I think it's going to be tough for him to kind of battle for a spot, a roster spot on that team. But I think what's an advantage for him is I think he can play defensive end and he can play outside linebacker. So you can play that hybrid um, linebacker position. So I think that's going to be huge for him as long as he can find, you know, find the strength and speed to get off the line and, get, you know, get pressure on the quarterback. I, you know, he may have a shot at even making the practice squad from the New York Jets, which I think would be massive because we all know Robert Solis really built a really good defense yes, with the Jets, especially with how much that offense struggled last year. So um, it's going to be a challenge, but I think if Peter can make that Jets team, I think that shows a lot about the talent he has. And I know he's really impressed a lot of people, um, especially during the XFL season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been waiting on his name to fly off the shelf, much as I did Abram Smith. I know we had to delay that a little bit, but congrats, Peter. That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. Uh, that new, I mean, the 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 New York Jets, they are going to make a Super Bowl run this year. I don't know how confident we're talking and how far they're going to make it, but you can see they've definitely stacked the pieces to to prepare. So that'd be awesome for an XFL guy that, to make it to a team and, and make a run, even to the playoffs. That'd be great. I know Mike Mitchell's going to be pushing. I'm going to be pulling for him because I know he loves his Jets and he he loves the XFL. So I know he's going to push for Peter to make the team too. No doubt, no doubt. If I remember correctly, he's who I saw post it first. The actual statement and the actual I, release. Yeah, I think he, I think he's the one that reported it for uh, Jets press. Yep, so. yep. But yeah, man, I'm happy for these guys. Look forward to covering them in New Orleans. Uh, before we get on to the, more of the show. I want to mention for the people at home, Sunday I have a session with Ken Prizmeyer. We're going to switch that to Saturday at the same time because I'll be at the preseason game. So I will not be here Sunday. So Saturday, same time, 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if not, it's recorded like normal, guys. But just want to share that. I'll have it flashing at the bottom. Sorry, Anthony, had to mention that. <laughs> It's all good. This is, this is your show. I'm, I'm just here. I'm here for your point, man. So I understand, man. I just I, I like to show people respect, and <laughs> and when I get an expert on, I definitely want them to feel like they have their chance to to say whatever they want to say. So far, it's worked well. Everyone that's been on, that's got to really, I've really got to know more about, and then mm-hmm. got to see their expertise, whatever subject that may be. So appreciate you Absolutely. coming on again, Anthony. It's great. I've been waiting for this for probably like a month, month and a half. So. Great to have you on, brother. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to start digging into this. So let's do it. All right. Let's roll into the IFL to XFL combine that took place on August 4th, Friday. So far, uh, there's still not much coming out of, of actual evaluation data or who we're looking at in terms of players. Just curious on your end if you've seen any kind of official documentation or anything to note uh, the the numbers for these guys or he who even actually participated in the combine um i don't have data i know some of the teams for the ifl have posted who actually went to the combine the the only team i know off the top of my head from the ifl was quad city um i think released the list of players that went to the combine that's from the team but i don't know if there's any like hard data that shows like who actually went unless you look at the photos and maybe you can point out some players from it, but it seems like it was a pretty good turnout though. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the pictures on the screen right now. Everybody looked happy, active, rolling. 
That's basically what we did. Avion, one of our contributors, he he basically just picked out names and started searching, and that's how he figured it out. But I was just curious if there was an underground list maybe running <laughs> or something that was out. Not the not that I have, not that I have, but um, it seems like there was. A, but I heard because um, Evan Willsmore was was there for it, and he said it was a really good turnout, and there was a lot of players from each team. I don't, I don't know what the estimate number was, but it was a really good turnout for it. From what I've been told from eyewitness accounts, it was around 200 people or at 200 people. Don't know yeah. if actually if that's true or not, but <clears throat> still, that's a huge turnout. I really didn't expect that many guys to come out because, I mean, I, I, considering how many teams are in the IFL, do, are you, do you know? I don't even know. Uh, like 14 to 16, I think. So that's a pretty good amount of players for that many teams still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 200 sounds about right. I mean, that that's a good amount. And I'm sure they, I mean, the IFL has probably, probably tried to get all the players out, as, as many players out as possible. Because I, I know there's been a massive push from the Commissioner Tyson to try to get um, players looks with the NFL and try, or with the XFL and trying to get their foot in the door in the XFL. So I know that partnership is really big for both leagues. So I'm glad that, you know, if it is around 200, that's a really good turnout. Yes, sir. Agreed. Now, I mean, looking at the pictures and stuff, I mean, everything looks good, but in terms of actual skill that the XFL needed, is there any body or positions that you're really watching just, just to see if we're going to get those filled? Yeah. So I remember prior to last season, around December and January when they have those um, those inside the football meetings that they have and stuff like that. And when they you know, talk to Doug Whaley and those guys uh, with the front office with the XFL, I know the number one position that they've always talked about that they could always use is offense alignment. Unfortunately, I think that's kind of hard to find with the IFL just because there's less players. You don't have as many on the line. So it may be harder to try to find those guys. But I know that's always been a big push for the XFL, and and I'm sure it's the same for USFL and all these other alternative football leagues where they there's a large need for offensive linemen and skilled offensive linemen. So I don't know if they're necessarily going to find it in the IFL. So if there was a position to look at to pull from the IFL, I think it's probably wide receivers. Um, There's been a good amount of wide receivers getting tryouts in the NFL, been getting signed by. Uh, from the XFL to the NFL. So I'm sure the XFL is looking for those guys because I, I think a, one big thing that I really see out of those receivers in the IFL is a lot of them have speed. A lot of them are quick and they're fast off the line and they can, you know, make big plays for touchdowns. So I'm, I'm sure the XFL is looking for those home run hitters from the wide receiver position to help them out. I'm sure they're going to be looking at quarterbacks as well. I think the quarterbacks in the IFL are very strong. I think Agreed. some of them are really good candidates to be in the XFL. So I'd probably say wide receivers and quarterbacks are usually the, the big ones to look at when you're looking at these combines. Yes, sir. Agreed, agreed. Now, there's a few defensive guys also that I'd say they could look at. But, I mean, as it stands right now, I feel like defensively, the XFL really has skill there. And you can look across the board, and, and there, there is some places where it's not. But for the most part, you see athletes in that defensive backfield especially in my opinion yeah i think i mean i would say running backs too would be yep. a good position i know the xfl i mean last season there was abram smith but i really felt like like outside of abram smith there was good running backs but there was no one that really stood out and even the games 
And even with Abram Smith, like half the games he had in the season were 50 yards or less running days. So um, I, I think running backs can always be a good one. And I know there's a couple in the, the IFL, even though I know it's more of a passing league, I, that could be, that could be a position of need in the XFL as well. Yes, sir. Agreed. hundred percent. I'm just showing these pictures on here. You know, I really didn't go through all these personally. So just look. Yeah. At Do you feel like in terms of the XFL and the IFL, this, this is really, this is really making them partners. This is really showing what they're doing together on and off the field. Yeah. I, I think this is, I, this partnership with the IFL, I think is just as important for the XFL as it is for, as like the NFL alumni Academy, like they need to have these type of partnerships so that they have a, a player pool that they can pull from and get talent from. And I think the IFL is probably the, I, I mean, as much as the NFL alum, alumni uh, Academy is a, is a good partnership. I think the IFL is probably maybe more important just because these players are actually playing like they're mm -hmm. playing multiple months at a time and they're playing a whole season of football. So you know, I, I think there obviously there's some transition between indoor football to outdoor football with how the rules are different, how the formations are set up. A, a lot of it is got you're looking for a different type of player, but just getting that play in time, getting those reps, I think is really important. So the pull players from the IFL to the XFL, I think is just as important of a relationship for the XFL to have. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, these guys are ready to rock. They just finished their season. Most are, are ready and willing at that. I mean, everybody I've, I've talked to four different athletes that were that attended, <clears throat> and uh, the they were all on it. <laughs> they were ready for it, very excited. So, looking looking for good things there. I'm hoping some of these guys make it to teams next year, so we can root for them. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I think there was a few guys last year that got trials from the IFL to the XFL for training camp. So I'm sure it's going to be more of the same this year. Where I, I think. As this partnership grows, I think more and more players from the IFL will um, go to the XFL. And, and and honestly, it's an important relationship with the IFL, too, just because especially with the Arena Football League coming next year, this is a good um, recruiting piece for the IFL to be like, hey, we have a partnership with the XFL. You do well here. You can get a chance to, you know, try out and, you know, play in the XFL. You, you may not get that with the Arena Football League. So uh, it's a it's a mutual, you know important uh partnership between the two leagues yes sir yes sir now i got some comments from home let me look through them real quick jersey i see you making your comment we <clears throat> some of those questions i'm going to ask him later towards the end of the interview so i will ask jersey um yeah here, here's one from jersey can you see that anthony <laughs> let's see the jets will not make the playoffs watch what i tell you and I don't, I don't know if I would go. I, I mean, the Jets are going to be better. I mean, they have to be better than last year offensively. But they were very close to being a playoff team last year. So, I mean, the only way they would make the big drop is if Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But that's a that's a bold statement. I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, so I have no dog in the fight. But I understand. I just had to pop that one up. <laughs> Appreciate you watching, Jersey man. You know I got you, and I'll ask questions. Um, but yeah, I just had to pop that up. The Jersey also wanted to ask, <clears throat> do you think the IFL to XFL draft will be streamed next year? I mean, we can hope. We saw how successful the combine stream was that, that riled up. I don't know how many people have actually watched that post date, but I know current when it was going on, it was pretty popular. So what do you yeah, think? I got 
Yeah, I got I got to watch a little bit of the combine coverage, and I mean, obviously there were some wonky things with it, but I, I think it's a it's a very unique stream to compare to what other leagues are. I mean, I I've never seen an alternative football league do something like this. I mean, the only other league where I see covering combine, you know, at least football wise, is the NFL when the NFL Network does the combine. So, I mean, I I love the creativity from the XFL to do the stream and. You know, they they use people from ESPN to do the broadcast. So I thought the broad, you know, the, the the talent that was on it, I thought it was really solid. So I I I think it could be more of a recurring thing in the next few years. You know, I'm sure they wanted to test it out with the XFL Combine, see how it did. And you know, I I think there's some things that they could fix, obviously, because it was their first time. But I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it and hopefully they'll stream more stuff in the years to come. So I, I don't know if they'll necessarily do it with IFL to XFL, you know, combines or drafts or anything like that, but could be something they work on for the future, especially if they try to push out, um, you know, content for social media. Agreed. Agreed. Now, before we move on from this, are there any athletes that you're watching personally? I mean, anybody that's on your radar to watch for next year, whether they stay in the IFL or roll over to the XFL? So, I mean, just because I, I, cover the Frisco fighters, a couple guys I think of, I mean, obviously TJ Edwards, the quarterback, he was the MVP this year. He's every year been one of the best quarterbacks in the IFL. And the reason I say him that there's, he's got a quick release, he's got a good arm um, and he's very mobile. Uh, And I've always believed this about all alternative football leagues is, you know, we just talked about how offensive line is always really tough to find. So you, you know, out except for AJ McCarron, I feel like most teams would really could really use a mobile quarterback to kind of help, you know, take the pressure off the offensive line to have yes, them sir. move out of the pocket and do bootlegs and stuff like that. I think TJ Edwards would be a perfect fit for the XFL. And I, I really hope he gets a shot. Um, Charles Heaton is a guy um, that I love. He's a wide receiver kickoff returner for first for the Frisco fighters last year had six kickoff returns for a touchdown guy has got great speed. He's a beast. Um, I would definitely think, you know, for him, you know, he didn't get as much playing time when it came down to being a wide receiver, being a running back and stuff like that. But he could do so many versatile things that you can plug and play with him in an offense and then, you know, be able to, if he wants to make the team, special teams would be, you know, what he's best at. And if he could prove himself as a returner, I think he could definitely make it. And then one other guy outside of Frisco, um, EJ Hilliard is another guy that I think is mobile, got a great arm, makes good decisions for Quad City. He's another quarterback that I feel like should get an absolute shot at the yes, XFL. I, I think there's a lot of, that, again, I know I talked about that the IFL has got great talent in quarterbacks. And I yes, think sir. a lot of them should be able, should get shots in the XFL. Yeah, I was surprised that, <clears throat> that there wasn't more publicity around these guys. Uh, the names you just said, those two alone are superstars amongst the IFL community. They've got a lot of skill, and they back it up in a lot of the games they play. You can see them leading their teams to victory, championships, I mean, all the way around. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I hope to see more of them or hear more about them soon. They could have really uh, attracted some of these IFL fans with those guys, just kind of centering a few publicity pieces around them, in my opinion. Yeah, and that may be something they work on with the relationship between the XFL and IFL, doing like prior, you know, player profiles and stuff yes, like sir. that to, you know, get fans, um, you know, especially XFL fans get used to these guys because these are guys that are probably going to be on the radar for a while. 
um, when it comes down to, you know, leagues like the XFL. So maybe something the IFL works on too, is make sure to push out those player profiles and get their names out there. Agreed. I liked how they, they put all these pictures up. They put some videos up. This is all content people want to see. So it's great that you did that IFL, XFL. Good job. Yep. Absolutely. But moving on, I mean, really just wanted to get your opinion. I mean, we've had a few updates regarding ticket sales. I know you saw the eight one drop. It was the ticket sales or the season ticket sales slash deposit. Um, in terms of just the, in terms of fan engagement for the the current season within the XFL, I guess we're in the off season of season two, technically. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? How do you think we're doing in terms of fan engagement from the XFL? Uh, do you feel like things could be improved? Do you think things are going in the right direction? Just kind of want to get your opinion and gauge it out. Yeah, I think, I mean, social media wise, I think they're doing a good job with content. Um, I think there's other things that they could do to, like we talked about doing player profiles, coach profiles. I do think there there's more creative ways that they can engage with fans and get fans to, you know, know the players' names, get to, and, and I know sometimes that's kind of hard because you, you don't know if these players are going to sign with NFL teams or not. But I think like, especially like, AJ McCarron, it seems apparent he's probably going to stay for another year. He's, he showed up, he's been showing up at some XFL workouts. So I think like pushing out that kind of content would be great. Um, really, I would say the only team that I've seen that X done pretty well with actually doing stuff in the community is San Antonio. I think the, I, I've seen a lot of Brahma's like fan engagement stuff and, you know, it's nothing like crazy, like it's not like huge fan events, but I, I've actually seen them around San Antonio and I've seen pictures on Facebook with them being engaged with the community. So I actually love what San Antonio is doing. They're the only ones I've really seen that have been big, you know, in terms of the Renegades, I think they've done like some stuff like they had, they had uh, August 1st was called uh, Arlington Renegades Day to celebrate the, you know, them winning the championship. So that was kind of a cool thing. But um I, I, I think social media wise, I think they've done a good job. Obviously some things that I think they could do a little more creative to kind of push out unique content, but in terms of like, you know, physical fan engagement, I think they could do a lot more of, and I think they need to do a lot more of now. I don't know if they're just waiting to maybe closer to the season to do that, but I would try to do like fan engagements year round so that you can just you know, be on the top of fans' minds like, hey, we are here. We have a football team. Come check out the coaches and players and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Do you <clears> – <throat> in terms of like – so I know you said locally. You know, it, for, I don't know factually, but from my research gathered, a lot of those fundraisers and events are done by like uh, the other – it's Horns Forward part, Podcast. They do a lot of stuff within the community. And that recently they just had a uh, – uh, a school drive backpack drive oh yeah i saw so that they, they just did that so but yeah that was also the one of the fan groups from there i think it was the xfl san antonio brahma's fans group i'm not sure the exact name guys sorry um but yeah props to them i'm not sure if they're working with the xfl per se on those events but i mean i, I would hope so it would make more sense <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if they're not, then kudos to them because they. I think there could be 
we could use more fan bases that are like that, honestly, that are doing these type of events and pushing the team's name out and doing good for the community. So, you know, if it is engaged with the XFL, great. If it's not, then kudos to them as well for doing that. Cause that's, that's really important. That was something that I think they missed out um, last year on not being in the local markets and having, yep. you know, the, the hub idea, even though they played at home games, I do feel like they could have done more in their local communities. Yes, sir. Agreed with you on that. And that's what we're looking for. Hopefully, I mean, that's really where we come in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yeah, man, I was just curious. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. The 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 folks down in San Antonio are doing great work. So good work, guys, especially just doing fundraising and events. That's awesome. You get to benefit fans as well as kids going back to school. Awesome. Awesome. Love to see it. Just keep it up. Seriously. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have a better team so that, they can, <laughs> you know, I, I know the attendance for the first game was great. And then it kind of just died out after that, just because, you know, that team wasn't strong. But hopefully, hopefully they'll have a, a much stronger team coming next year. Well, we didn't all win the championship, Anthony. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we were four and six, so I don't really know. If we hey, you go still down that won. Route. I, you still won. There, there's, there's a lot of Battlehawk fans that are a little ticked off about that. So I don't know if we want to go down that route. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine if that game would have been in St. Louis. Lord have mercy. That would have been a show right there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but anyway, man, like I said, I just wanted to gauge your opinion on stuff and see what you thought. Personally, I feel like it has improved since last year for sure. We have the XFL name is out there, and it and it's being spoken of positively. There's not as much doubt. There's not as much negativity surrounding it. They're building, and they're getting their brand in order. So it, in my opinion, they're doing better for sure. Yeah, and I think I think the main reason I, I think a big reason that people are starting to buy into it a little more is we survived the season. That's exactly. that's what really was. Was I think people were like, "Well, is it going to last the season?" Oh my God, they lost sixty million dollars. It's the end of the world and stuff like that. No, I mean they're running combines. You know, th there's other leagues out there that we've seen this summer that have had combines that have magically you know disappeared and stuff like that. Like that's not happening with the XFL. They're 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 backing up their word. They're putting their money where their mouth is, and they're they're having these events, they're streaming um, combines, you know, they're, they're posting about signings all the time and stuff like that. Like they're, they got through a season, they've proven that they're here to stay. Um, how long, who knows, but at least they're, they've established that, yeah, we're, we're here to stay for a while. So I think people are going to hopefully, you know, buy into it, you know, start watching it more and uh, you know, brace the, the fandom of it. Yes, sir. Agreed. <clears throat> I mean, on my end, I think I'll understand when we start trending again, just from social media experience at this point. I'll be able to see it as soon as it hits. So I'm hoping let's go November, December, everything starts trending, everything starts being seen. And regardless, we have news points and we have updates. I'll tell you, when the season ended in May, I was quite concerned about what am I going to do? What kind of show am I going to put up? What do I have to talk about compared to last year? So, so far, it's given me plenty of content to speak of. And then plus the guys moving on, uh, I thought it's great that the NFL is allowing me to work in there and and, and pursue those guys and, and keep up with them. So all the way around, it's opened up opportunities for people and players. So thanks. XFL. Well, yeah, and I think the NFL understands how important that relationship with the XFL, because there's been a lot of people for multiple years that have said, hey, NFL, you need like a developmental league. 
And, you know, they used to have that with NFL Europe and they don't have that anymore. And people have been talking about, well, they need a developmental league. And everyone's like, well, they're, they do. It's called college football. Right? That's their <laughs> developmental league. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't properly prepare them for what professional you know, football is going to be like. And that's why leagues, you know, like the XFL and the USFL are so important because you get professional coaches, like coaches that have been there who knows what it takes to, you know, build you into a professional football player to really help you take those steps and then get, you know, move on to the NFL. So I think the NFL understands that, Hey, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to spend money on a league, but we can still partner with leagues like yep. the XFL and USFL. I mean, we saw Lions head coach, Dan Campbell made a, you know, he made a comment last week about the importance of the XFL and USFL. Like these coaches understand, you know, these, these leagues, they do help these players out quite a bit. So that's why there there is full support for it. And heck, we're seeing the NFL look into the kickoff rules for the XFL yep. now. Like they they understand that the XFL is doing a lot of benefit for them. And then the USFL is as well. Like these alternative football leagues are a huge benefit to the NFL. And they're going to take advantage of that relationship and build on it. Yes, sir. Agreed. Uh, I think it's just great. It, it makes me happy that everybody's getting along. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> Well, yeah, for now, for now, we're, <laughs> for now, that is a, correct. <laughs> during the XFL USFL season, not, not a lot of people are getting along, but uh, it's the off season now, so everyone's calmed down a bit. Hey, I still, I mean, I, I know you personally as well. I, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't follow the USFL, but I don't hate on it in any way, shape, or form. I'm happy for all the guys and all the players, all the people that cover it, but. I mean, personally, I just don't really keep up with it. Someday, I hope to when they're local. So, yeah, give me more football. That's all. That's all I want. More football, yes, the better. Yes, sir. Well, I guess we can move on from that. Appreciate that conversation. I, uh, from my from us talking, I think we're we're similar the way we, way we feel things are rolling right now, and and judging from a lot of the content creators, writers, reporters, everybody has plenty to talk about, and that's that's good good news so but let's talk about you man let's let's get on you a little bit you know anthony i tried to find out a little bit more about your background just through the google search wasn't too successful i didn't want to creep on your linkedin profile so (laughs) (laughs) i tried to steer clear of it (laughs) but yeah man let's just hear about hear about you as a professional as a person and i always started off what's your background where'd you come from like you can start from when you were young and coming up and then roll from there. I mean, however you feel like it's best, but I mean, what, what got you to this point in your life as a youth? Man, that is a loaded question. All right. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do this. So graduated college 2016 from West Texas A&M university, which is West part of Texas in Canyon, Texas. Uh, I started broadcasting. So um, originally I wanted to be get into sports. I did, I did a lot of sports broadcasting while I was in college um, started out in local in TV, local TV news. So, um, I was, you know, behind the camera for a little bit for about six months. And then I got in front of the camera as an, as a reporter. And I did that for two and a half years. So I went, worked in Wichita Falls for about nine, 10 months after college. Then I got a full-time reporter job, um, in Sherman, Texas at the CBS station. So I worked there for almost two years. So in total, my TV news career is two and a half years. Gotcha. Um, Realized that I did not enjoy covering homicides. I've seen more dead bodies than I would like to. I've covered more 
you know, murders and accidents and I hope to dream. So um, kind of made a decision. I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, the money wasn't great, to be honest with you. I, I, re I really respect reporters and stuff like and anchors that, you know, go through the grind of it because it takes 10, 15, 20 years to really get to where you want to go. So to all those people that are grinding it out there, I, I got to say major props. I couldn't do it. But for those of you that battle it out to the end, I respect you for it. So uh, in short, I, I decided to make a career change, got into sales, um, wanted to, uh, you know, my wife and I were getting married at the time. So I wanted to help support her. I, you know, sales was not something I really wanted to do, but I ended up finding out that I was pretty good at it. I, I don't know how, but I was able to succeed at it. And so been in sales for the last four or five years. And now I'm a, I'm a sales manager in Dallas and um, yeah, that's what I do right now. Um, I got back into journalism with the uh, XFL board back in 2019. Great. Place. I was kind of, I, I, yeah, I, I owe everything to Mark Nelson for giving me my first opportunity into sports journalism. You know, I, this was back in August, 2019, wanted to get back into broadcasting. I was out of it for a year, just got the itch to do it again. Went to go apply to be a reporter for Dallas Renegades, did a sample article, and Mark Nelson messaged me the next day, like, hey, I'd like to bring you on. We're going to post your article. And that's kind of how my XFL writing career began. And the only reason why I really got into that was um, I was a big WWE fan when I was a kid. So I watched the original XFL at nine years old. And, you know, I thought it was a great thing since sliced bread, all the, you know, the, the ads about people kicking, you know, the players killing each other and stuff like that. Like I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> I was and, right there with you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Now as an adult, when I watch those games, I'm like, Oh man, the, the, the football was not great, but <laughs> no. still love watching it. I will still watch hours of highlights of 2001 XFL all day long. I have no problems doing YouTube's it. YouTube's where it's at for sure. Um, yeah. There's, a, there's actually a lot of channels that do like the XFL archive games and I'll just sit and watch two, three hours of it and just have a blast with it. So um, yeah, that's what really got me into getting my foot back in the door with it. And then also the, the Alliance of American football, when that came out, like, I think that that's where the itch really began. Like, you know, cause I wasn't, I wasn't in broadcasting, I was in sales and I was like, man, I really want to get back into writing. So the AAF really got me starting to think about it. And then, so I jumped in with the XFL um, again, er, huge credit goes to Mark Nelson for giving me my first shot at it. He was able to get me credentials for the season for the Dallas Renegades at the time. And, um, it was, it was an awesome experience. Got to meet some wonderful people, um, uh, within the XFL, um, obviously Jay Nooks who, uh, works for the San Antonio Brahmas now for their social media. He was a writer with XFL board with me. We were both covering the Dallas Renegades. So we I, were going to games together. That, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he uh, he used to travel up from I think at the time he lived in Austin and he used to travel up for the Dallas Renegades games and we would sit by each other and we would cover the team together. Wow. So, wow. So, yeah, I didn't know that. I did not know that, man. Yeah, that, I, I think that probably that probably helped him get his foot in the door with actually working with the XFL. So, um, yeah, we covered them together. We had I think we had three home games. That's there it is. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was uh, the first that was the first home game. Uh, when they played the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, we lost uh, 15 to nine. That was a very ugly game, but um, that was a <laughs> but a ton of fun, absolute ton of fun to cover that season. Obviously, the 
end of the 2020 season was devastating itself. So Agreed. after that, I started, I, I started getting to other writing. So just, you know, doing small stuff with NFL and um, other sports and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how my, I guess, sports journalism, I would say more of like sports freelance career started. Understood. Understood. I mean, so you basically already answered this. I mean, what attracted you to the alternative sports? I mean, from what you said, it was your love of the XFL from a youth. It just kind of spanned on. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've always been, I, I feel like I'm, you know, it's so nice to be in a community now that shares the love of alternative football. Cause when I was a kid, could not share with anybody. It was something mm-hmm. I pretty much did in secret where I was watching NFL Europe all the time. I was watching uh, UF, the UFL from 2009, 2012. I was watching the fall experimental league. I was watching, you know, the Alliance of American football. I was, you know, watch the XFL in 20. Like I was, I, I, I don't know what it is about these leagues that really fascinated me, but it was, I, I there, there's something different about it. It's almost like, you know, it, it may be, it's the college football is a little diff, a little bit different in I guess now compared to what it used to be, but it just feel like it's like these guys are playing for passion. Like they, yep. they play for the love of football. And sometimes when you, I mean, as much as I'm a diehard fellow Eagles fan, sometimes when you watch NFL, it feels like it's just, you know, it's all about making, you know, a lot of money and that's all that really matters. These guys are playing because they want to keep their careers going. Like they, they love football. They don't want to give it up. And I, and you know, uh, Greg McElroy back in 2020, the first broadcast, of the XFL game between the the Seattle Dragons and the DC Defenders, he made the comment that you know leagues like the XFL are really important to the ecosystem of football, and I absolutely agree with that. I think th- these these leagues are really important for a player, not only for players to get opportunities to keep playing and get their foot in the door in the National Football League, but I mean, I I think it these leagues also create jobs. I mean, it it, it keeps them in these leagues, and I mean they don't they don't get you know, crazy money for, but they get enough that, you know, they play football for, I don't know, four or five months out of the year. They make a pretty decent paycheck. They're able to support their families. And if they need to go off and do another job, they can do another job during the off season. Like I, I, I think these, I think these leagues are really important for these players to not give up on their dream. And, you know, the XFL always pushes with a league of opportunity and, you know, I think that that, that's, I guess that's the romantic in me looking at it and how important these leagues are. But um, yeah, that's, I really don't know what got me into it, but I I, I love football. So (laughs) I will just watch football 365 days a year. Understood. I mean, you're right about the opportunity, man. I mean, just like you getting started again, that's the same way with me. I didn't ever plan on doing any of this from the jump. And then somehow it just, came it, it, it just popped up and started working so i, I feel you well, I, I mean it, it gave us an opportunity too i mean sometimes yep. people forget you know the players and the coaches they're getting opportunity what about for us i mean yep. as a full-time sales manager there's no way i'm going to be able to cover nfl games without having something like the xfl same same with you i mean look what look what it's done for you now you got credentialed into the new orleans saints and you actually got to to cover the saints like that's that's absolutely Dreams. massive for us. And yeah, this is, this is where it all starts. I mean, Jay Nooks, he was just a, a reporter for XFL board three, four years ago. Now he works for the XFL himself. So these leagues are really important, not only for players and coaches, but 
for us writers as well, that we can, you know, get our foot in the door, get an opportunity to cover professional athletes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I will say, you know, speaking of you seeing you be able to jump from sport to sport, it, it, it's, I've got a lot of respect for you because I know, I mean, I I don't know if I could do it, but I'll see you do it and you do it so effortlessly and you do it and you're, you're dedicated, you're accurate, you're loving what you do. And I've seen your live reports that you've been doing recently. And I mean, it, that, that it, your work speaks for your passion. So just, just wanted to say that, man. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. You know, I, I love all sports and, you know, obviously football will always be my first love uh, to the day I die. It will always be number one, but you know, I've, you know, I've really enjoyed, you know, working with FC Dallas on their games and, you know, covering Dallas wings here in, in the Dallas area. And even like a couple of weeks ago, the premier lacrosse league that, you know, they're not even based in Dallas, but you know, they, this is their second year of coming to Dallas for a weekend. And I, it was one of the best experiences I've had with a league with them welcoming me the way they did and letting me be a part of it for, for that weekend. I mean, that's, that's what makes these leagues so awesome to work with. So I, you know, and it all started with the XFL thanks to the work that, you know, you know, Mark Nelson and with the XFL board and Mark Perry with XFL news hub have been able to give me now I'm able to get my fund to door with these other leagues. Cause I know that, you know, that I'm going to provide the best work possible and cover them the best way I can. So um the x the xfl has done so so much more for me than i could have imagined so big kudos to the league for giving me my chance yes sir agreed 100 percent. i mean you kind of got into it a little bit already but what's your favorite part of your job like what in terms of your your writing reporting job um i just love being able to meet people within the league get to know them get their get to know their story how they got involved um you know, just meeting coaches, meeting the players, you know, guys that, you know, I would have never dreamed in a million years. I would cover Bob Stoops for two years with, you know, the renegades like that. That just seems crazy to me that I can sit and ask him questions during a news conference. And, you know, I think the really cool part is that, you know, by the end of the season, like I could tell that coach Stoops, like kind of knew who I was. He started becoming familiar with me on, you know, where he kind of knew who I was because he seen my face a lot. Like those type of things are like, I don't know that, that just, even if he doesn't say like, Oh, great job. Anthony. So just, just him, just don't know, recognizing me for the coverage I've done all year. I think that that's something that means a lot to me. And even just people like, you know, within the XFL front office and within their media teams and stuff like that, you know, really appreciating the work I do and asking me to come out to all these XFL events and stuff like that. It, it means a lot to me too, to, be able to build those relationships with them. So it's really just the relationship building in general that I, I've enjoyed the most about, um, you know, being a journalist and being a reporter. Yes, sir. I'd say that, <clears throat> do you feel like, I mean, socially online, there's only a certain amount of reach you can attain. But when you actually start going to these events, these games and covering and meeting athletes and players, there's a whole different facade of this that, that, I didn't even know existed until I started doing this. I mean, do you feel like that's, to me, that's number one. So the, the, the networking, the meeting with players, the attending events, the, the getting rained on, I mean, all that stuff, it, it's part of the, the fun. Do you, do you feel like that's something that you enjoy? 
Yeah, like, and, and that's another thing, too, is not only meeting the players, like, on social media, but, like, meeting, like, it's meeting you, Matt, like, being able to meet you and meeting, like, Ray Johnson, Andrew Murray. Um, Agreed. You know, Evan Wilsmore. Like, I've met some great guys along the yep. way. You know, Mike Mitchell, he he welcomed me when I went to XFL board, and I consider him a, a mentor of mine and helping me get to where I am. Like, there, there's so many great people within this community, and and all, like there's there's other people like James Larson with yep. uh, USFL um, and XFL newsroom. Like, and I, I don't want it to just be like it's just I'm XFL sure. News Hub, but like even other outlets as well. I've been able to meet some wonderful people that I've been able to network with and and really just be able to talk alternative football. Like this yep. is something that I don't get, you know, I, I don't really care about what kind, what number of followers I have and stuff like that, but be, just being able to connect and be like, Hey, let's just talk football. Let's just talk XFL. Let's talk USFL. Let's talk about you know European football league. Like, I geek out when it comes down to stuff like that because I don't get to talk about that with most people. So I think just meeting other content creators, other reporters, other writers, like that's also the the coolest part as well is being able to, to connect with them. Agreed. Agreed. Everybody has their own little piece of the pie. Everybody has a different offering and it's super neat once you find your place and can run amongst the, the crowd and, and just talk. So I, I, I feel that and agree a hundred percent like sitting up with you during the championship game in san antonio that was awesome dude that was like a dream come true never in my life and you know the funny thing is was was it christian palantonio was supposed to sit beside in between us if i remember correct he was out yeah sick. and he yeah he got i think he posted he had covid like yep. the day before so he couldn't travel yep so yep. So, I mean, but, we, we'd had more to the party there is what I'm trying to say if, if that would have happened. So, but regardless, well, it's a privilege well, meeting you, man, and, and hanging out and hearing you the whole game. Good time. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, just meeting you and that was the first time I met Dirty. It was the first time I met Reed Johnson, Andrew Murray. Like there were so many content creators that I've seen like on social media that I finally got to meet for the first time in person. It was just so cool meeting everybody like it and i i will say like okay i'm gonna i know you had a question about like my best sports my best sports experience i maybe jump with the gun a little bit here, you're go, go I, ahead best place but, you visited is what i what is the question but we'll go ahead and roll into it go ahead yeah but i i would just say like that championship game because it didn't it it was a different feel where it didn't feel like like it was a football game it just felt like a celebration Agreed. I think everyone was just happy and relieved that, you know, we got through a whole season. We're finally here. You know, the cool part was I saw so many DC Defender fans, you know, seeing with Battlehawk fans. Like it was, it was just XFL fans. It was just football fans. The whole city. One place. Yes. Like going through the Riverwalk and being able to see all kinds of different jerseys, all kinds of different people. Like it was just, it was such a fun weekend. And, and, Honestly, just sitting up there in the Alamo Dome was obviously the Alamo Dome is, you know, a historic building for football. So it was just cool to be in there, first of all. But being to be in the press box and the way that it's set up, like it's usually with most press boxes, you're like kind of closed off. So you can't, you know, you, the, it kind of blocks off the fan sound and stuff like that. Not at the Alamo Dome. Like you can hear like you're there's you're in it. Yeah, like the, you're you're in it with the fans. You can hear them yell. So when they're screaming, like you can hear within the press box, which was 
I think the best part about it where sometimes I felt like I, I was screaming myself too, like, oh my God. And I was like, oh wait, I'm not a fan. I'm a, I am with the press. I need to be a little more professional, but I couldn't help it because it, it felt like I was with the crowd and Agreed. I was cheering with them and stuff like that. So that, that to me, that experience was um, honestly the best experience. And I've never covered a championship game before. So that was the best experience I've ever had when it came down to um covering a sporting event and especially like come down the field after the game like when the graffiti graffiti beam you know popped off and the you know the celebration of the trophy like that was just awesome in itself too oh great great experience you know me and you i mean (laughs) we we kept running into each other and just trading comments basically (laughs) but yeah hold on i'm gonna pull up this twitter maybe people didn't see it already i posted from where you posted um your picture but you can continue talking i'm sorry i just didn't want you to move on oh are you gonna show the photo of us taking the picture together in the press box uh well first i'm just gonna show you when you were out on the field with the confetti behind you oh yeah i still i i picked up a bunch of that stuff it's still in my in my renegades backpack i kept all that stuff yeah there's the scoreboard so a very similar picture (laughs) there you go and i probably have all that stuff in my hair still and stuff like that. Oh, it looks, crazy. yeah, you got a little bit there. Nothing bad though. You can't yeah, I was, able, I was able to steal some of it and steal some of it from the ground and put it in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, I got some in my um, camera bag that I left. Yeah, and there's Coach Stoops and the team with the trophy. And then, yeah, there's there's the view we have. Let's see, it's open. Like, it's not blocked off like you would. Like, it's not like a huge glass window like you would with most press boxes. It's actually like you're out in the crowd with the fans. So, I just love that experience. It was just so different from what I've had at any sporting, you know, event. So I just love that experience. That was just so much fun. Yeah, I agree with you. That was something like I've never seen before. I've done a lot of sports, not as media, but just in general coaching, administrate all the way around. But this event here was special and it felt special. I always compare it. I said it was a Super Bowl of the XFL because it very much felt so, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely plan on going, you know, if I can get back to another XFL championship game, I absolutely will. And nudge, nudge, hint, hint, I would love for that to be in St. Louis XFL. So, (laughs) you know, let's try to push for that if we can, but (laughs) there we are. Yeah, that was what third, fourth quarter. I think y'all had already pulled the game off by this picture because you were pretty into it until that point. (laughs) Yeah, I think my voice was, was pretty much dying out at that point. So I just found myself screaming throughout the game. I'm like, wait, I'm not a fan. I'm a, I'm in the press, but everyone, too, but everyone was reacting too. That was the cool part. Like we weren't just, I wasn't just the only one. I felt like other people were like reacting too. They definitely were. So. I mean, we were having discussions up there. We were talking about everything from the coordination to players to the, the taste of the food. So I mean, it, it it was a great time. I agree. And then I was talking to Reed Johnson. He was watching the Seattle Crank and Dallas Stars playoff game during that time too. So. Yep, yeah, we all met up with Reed uh, the day prior, right? Or was it the day of? Maybe the day of. And I did that little uh, interview with his live stream. Oh, that was the that was the day of. Yeah, that was the day of. We did it did the three hour show for the Marcast. That was a that was a good time too. That was really cool. That was my first time really meeting um, a lot of the the personalities I've met. People along the way, you know, you, Maddie Fresh, Arlington Lane. I mean, I've met all those, but that many creators in one spot that was the first time i've ever actually been able to just talk and network and and do do our thing 
Yeah, the the Houston, the, the playoff game was uh, for the Houston Roughnecks and Arlington Renegades. That was really the first time I got to meet a lot of you guys too, because uh, that was the first time I met. I think you, I met Evan, I met was I think Arlington was there too. Yep. Like there was there was quite a few of us. They were at that game as well. Yeah, and there was a lot of people. Unless you really talked to them, you didn't know who they were because they were Twitter personalities or Instagram personalities. Or so I mean, there was others that I didn't get to talk to just because I didn't have the chance. But there was a lot of folks at these games, no doubt. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah man, like, I appreciate that. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I was gonna say like I I feel like I knew you for a while, but then I found but I didn't know your name was Matt until the <laughs> the, the uh, champion the. The uh, first round uh, playoff game with Houston and Arlington, I was like, oh, his name is Matt. Like, obviously, yeah. I feel like I just know people by their Twitter handle. So it's, it's really good to put like a, a face to the name. Agreed. Agreed. And that's another thing I've never when I first started this, I didn't want to make it about me. I wanted to make it about the XFL. So I did not show my face until late April, May. You really didn't know who I was. Um, but then once you did, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they know you now. So. Yep. And then if I throw a hat on in my normal clothes, it's like another person almost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like I said, I appreciate that take. It, it, I, I'm in agreement 100% with everything you just said. That, that's been the biggest and the best part of it was attending all the games. Everyone was a different experience. My goal next year is to visit every stadium. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. But I'd like to do a tour and go to every stadium and experience them all and see exactly what each holds special. You're going to do the, the Tom Grassi? Go visit 30 <laughs> stadiums, 30 days, just instead of XFL style, just eight stadiums. And... <laughs> hey, if the sponsor's there, let's do it. Hop on a plane. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> all right. Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, we need your help. Come on. <laughs> it is what it is. But anywho, let's roll on. I got a few more questions for you, man. It's been a great conversation so far. I like how relaxed it is. We're just discussing things. It, it It's nice. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the viewers like this. I don't, I don't know if they're enjoying it as much as we are, but it's, it's been a quite different mix. I've hit so many different people, personalities, players that it, I'm trying to give people different things in, along the way, but regardless, there's a good base there that, that values the work and that values the information. And that's what I'm about. As long as I can, provide mm -hmm. that for everyone that's that's really what i'm trying to connect my few people that may not know about you or what you have to offer so that they can pursue you and see the great things you're doing yeah i love it man i appreciate it i, I appreciate it. you so let's go let's just get into more reporting questions and then i got some more xfl stuff for you um what's your biggest goals when covering a reporting content it necessarily doesn't have to be xfl just in general i mean what what do you like to put forth as your quality work i mean communication what what makes your content go um i mean my biggest goal when i make content is i want to be accurate um i i i don't have a i must be first mentality i i if I'm being honest, I don't give a crap about that. I don't, I don't really care about being the first one to report on something. I would rather, you know, maybe I'd be different if this was like a full-time job, but just for me personally, I'd rather get it right. Um, last thing I want to do is report on something wrong and then, you know, burn bridges or, you know, give wrong information that could affect, you know, somebody's you know, job hood or you know, livelihood. So that's the last thing I want to do is try to, 
affect someone's life in a negative way. So I would rather just report the correct information and then put it out there. Um, obviously, I try to do, I try to cover as much positivity as possible as well. I, I try not to cover the negative stuff. That's just not for me. If people want to cover it, that's their thing. That's just not me. I would rather just focus on, you know, the positive stuff. I, I, I know like a lot of people can talk about, you know, the XFL ratings and, you know, how they just weren't, you know, strong at times. And it's just like, I don't really care about stuff like that. That just, that's to me, that's not important. If other people want to report it great, but I mean, we've seen too much on Twitter where we've seen somebody talk about ratings and all of a sudden is, Oh, this league, you know, sucks. And you know, the XFL needs to go. And then people start fighting over, you know, what's better, the USFL, the, like the USL versus XFL stuff. I, it absolutely irks me more than anything in the world. And I, in itself, I agree. Yeah. And I, I understand like you want to have friendly rivalries and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with that. I think the problem is people take it too personally, where they're like, Oh, I'll die. I'll die. You know, for the XFL or I'll die for the USFL. It's just like, that's just stupid. Like this is, like, it's football. You I'm, it? I'm, yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to watch football regardless. So <laughs> I stay away from that kind of stuff. Whenever I see it, I'm like, Nope, I don't want to be a part of it. Um, so I, I try not to be a part of it. I know people want to talk about like, you know, bias stuff. And maybe I'm biased towards the XFL. I don't really care. I cover football regardless of it, even if I maybe like one league more than the other. So I try to stay away from that negative stuff. So yeah, just being accurate with my stuff, um, making sure I'm staying away from the negative stuff. And then as well, make sure I put my own analysis on it. I like to give my opinion on stuff just based on what I've seen. I try to back it up with, you know, some kind of statistics, you know, some kind of facts to, you know, give a reason why I feel something about it. You know, like anytime I do an article on a move that's been made, I want to talk about the impact it's going to have on the team, what the impact will have on the player. Because I think that's stuff that, you know, you can read about player movement all the time, but you, you got to add a little more to the content. And and I like to give my, my personal opinion and give my, you know, my peace of mind on an article. So I try to add that, but if I'm going to do it, I want to make sure I back it up with, with facts and stuff that I, that I know that, you know, I know about and that other football fans know about too. So, or any kind of sport in general. So that's, that's how I attack my content anytime I'm writing something. Understood. Yeah. I mean, fair and objective reporting is, is a rare occurrence these days in most things. So it's definitely needed in, in all aspects of American U S foreign, any, any, (laughs) we definitely need more, reporters who who work as you do so appreciate you man that's a great yeah, take absolutely. yeah i'm not going to be the adam schefter types that are going to you know be the insider breaking news stuff that's just not for me um i'm going to leave that to mike mitchell he's the best insider in the game so I agree like him and james larson they do great stuff on the insider stuff so i'll leave that to them i will just i don't have the time to do that i'm just gonna focus more on the analysis part yeah, I agree. Like I said, everybody's got a piece to the puzzle, and, and both of those guys are big names amongst mm-hmm. our groups of folks. If you don't know who they are, I, I don't know how well you're keeping up with the leagues, but both are yep. significant and impactful in, in what they put on social media or say and do. So, agreed. Yep. Yeah, I 100%. mean, that's, what, that's one reason I value your content, like I said, though, is I can bet that I can look at it and you have the reasoning of what we're talking about and you explain the facts before you tell me 
why you think it will impact whatever subject we're speaking of or, or whatnot. So that's, that's one of the reasons I value your work, honestly. I appreciate it. And I mean, the, the only thing I ask is, you know, if I, if I do something wrong, obviously call me out on it. Let me know like, Hey, you know, I, I feel differently about this or something like that. I'd love to interact that way. I just don't want it to be like argument people. Yeah. Like an argument or people just dumping on my work and stuff like that. I prefer not to go down that, that route, but I love getting into, you know, a conversation or debate about it as long as it's, you know, professional and friendly, more than happy to have those conversations all day long. I've found that the, I wasn't very big on the Facebook game. I mean, the Twitter game coming in, I was big on the Facebook game and now I've kind of leaned much, much, much more towards the Twitter game because the interactions, the information, the comments, everything seems to be about discussions and, and, and talking about a subject. I know on Facebook, I have gotten some straight nonsense <laughs> posted on things numerous times. I know it happens in Twitter also, but so far from my opinion, alt sports Twitter is a very valuable community to, to be engaged with for the most part. Of course you got your bad apples and I don't even have to say them on air. I'm sure I could say a couple names mm-hmm. and you're going to shake your head, but for the most part, it's been a pleasant experience on Twitter. Facebook yeah, be, is a little different. Be careful with Reddit. That would be my advice. I haven't even That's broke a, into that mold yet. Yeah, Reddit Reddit can be dangerous compared to Twitter and Facebook, so I'll just stick with Facebook and Twitter for now. Understood. Yeah, I've seen that there was some some big XFL stuff going on on Reddit, but I, don't know, I got enough going. If I want to get on discussion boards, I'll hop on XFL board <laughs> and I'll talk on there. And where I know people are going to engage accurate, accurately and give some feedback that makes sense, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you won't catch me on any of them. So just, <laughs> I'll, just stick, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stick to Twitter and Facebook. I feel that. I feel that. Well, let's go on to another question, man. This one's more of XFL based or, or just sports in general. How do you feel is the best way to engage with fans? How do you think, so just, you can use the XFL, for example, how do you feel like they could engage better or, or how they should engage with their fans in order to be successful? I think best way to do it is make sure you're out in the local communities. Um, that's something I think the XFL did a little bit better of as the season went on, but I, I feel like it needs to be a year round, year round thing where um, you're, you know, for the sea dragons, they should be doing stuff in Seattle all the time. They should be doing, you know, charity work. They should be going out to schools. Like they, they should be out in the community so that people can see what they're doing. Um, I, I think it goes for all the XFL cities. And I think that's what's helped. Like, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, they're all over the place all the time in Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth area. They're doing stuff all the time in the communities. And especially for these smaller, league, you know, a league like the XFL, who's trying to build up their name, build up their reputation. People may not know who they are. So they need to go out in the communities, do good things with the community and make sure they're, you know, spreading information about their league and the stuff that, you know, the XFL is doing. But obviously social media has become such a powerful tool as well. I I think the work that they've done, the XFL with like posting like top the top highlights and stuff like that, like I think are cool stuff, but they need to make sure they have consistent year round content. I feel like right now, you know, Big thing is announcing player signings. Those are always great. You know, maybe showing some highlights of what they did during their XFL time. That's great as well. But I feel like that's kind of happening. You know, players are not going to sign all the time. 
And I feel like they're kind of missing the, they're a little inconsistent when it comes down to staying engaged on social media. I, I, I mean, it's kind of funny when the admin go at each other sometimes, like the Vipers, I know a very, their admin is very heavy on like talking trash and stuff like that. That, that, that stuff is kind of funny, but I think you want to make sure that you're having content when it comes down to, um, like I said earlier, just interviewing coaches, interviewing players, doing profiles, you know, talking about what to be excited for, for the upcoming season, just make sure you have that continuous. And I think a, those teams could really benefit from having like a podcast themselves or having some kind of video content where An they're official just, show. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be because I know that was something the XFL in 2020 had where they had an official an official um, XFL show where um, this is the XFL where originally they were just their own podcast and the league kind of brought them in as a as a kind of their go to podcast. So I, I think the league could benefit from that as well. Agreed. Agreed. Now we got a lot of fan fan groups and fan podcasts that have come up, but in terms of official stuff, I think if I remember correctly. There was only one official XFL podcast, and it was with Josh. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Josh it, uh, Lewin. Uh, yep, yep, that's it. Yep, um, and it's it was good. I listened to it, and we were doing our own shows back then, so I I, I listened to it objectively. Yeah. You know, uh, problem is, problem well, is, he only he only did it during the season. Exactly. That was, that's what about that's the only problem with him. Yep, so. yep, and it was real short and sweet. There wasn't much personality. I didn't feel like. They gave me a reason to want to listen. All the information he discussed was stuff that you could see amongst ESPN or anywhere yourself and reading for five minutes. So I, I do feel like that's a big thing and agreed. And as well as the community engagement, that's something we saw in XFL 2.0. The community engagement was off the chain. They were on events uh, throughout the cities. They were doing things, uh, getting a lot of players to come and do autographs. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on amongst each city back back in those days so let's look forward to that i agree as well yeah and i'm sure a lot of that has to do with the budget uh, i know that's something Great. we talked about their marketing budget was at least for this year was um really small so um yeah. hopefully the I, I know they kind of revamped their marketing team so i'm sure there's going to be more work that's going to be done with that in i guess season two of xfl 3.0 <laughs> so that that yes, should sir. i think that should help yeah, Josh Sella, I think he'll make a difference um, in terms of getting more digital dig, digital forms of communication going for the league. You know, I've seen him interacting with many of us on Twitter just doing his research, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I look forward agreed. to seeing what kind of stuff he does this coming next few months, hearing what we get. Agreed. So I'm going to – Yeah. I'm looking through questions. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Mm -hmm. Mike, I'll ask that question at the end if that's cool. I got a couple questions I'll ask you, but I'll wait till we get done with the interview, man. Nothing major. It's just opinions on stuff that you may feel. All right. I got one more XFL question for you from my end. How do you see the XFL evolving in two years? So not the next regular season, but our two years away regular season 2025. Um, I think fans are about to find this answer very boring. I think it's going to be pretty much the same. Um, I know everyone loves the, the, the topic of, oh, expansion. Maybe we'll expand the 10. Maybe we'll expand the 12. I'm telling you, any league that does expansion does not work out. It is what killed the USFL back in the 1980s. They expanded way too quickly. 
they did it before their the you know the Dixon plan was supposed to be, and they ended up folding within three to four years. So I, as much as I would love for the league to expand, it is not smart business to do it. So I think if you talk about any changes that could come within the next two years, only thing I can think of is the Vegas Vipers not being in Vegas anymore. That would be the only change I could possibly think of. I think everything else, it's going to stay the same. You know, I, the, the, the way that I want the league to evolve is in terms of how the media coverage is, what they're doing on social media, you know, being able to grow their marketing. That's where I kind of want to see the league grow. I think, you know, hopefully like ticket sales and stuff like that. Hopefully they start releasing ticket sales sooner so we can start seeing the progress there, but they need to evolve on a media storytelling platform. You know, they had the player 54 documentary, which was great stuff. That is the type of content you want. Um, especially when you're trying to focus on doing like specific players and telling their stories. That's what the XFL needs to be about. And I know there's something Danny and Dwayne, the rock Johnson, that was something they built on the XFL to, to be storytellers. They just want to tell the stories of these players and coaches, where they came from, how did they get to this point? You know, where are they going in their future? Like that, that's, that's the type of stuff the XFL needs to do is to find creative ways of telling these players stories, telling these coaches stories so that, fans can get you know gripped into man man i love the story like the aj mccarran story like the the xfl sold the hell out of it and you know what it was fantastic stuff i mean just hearing yep. the story about hey he wants to play in front of his kid he wants his yep. kids to watch him play that's why he came to the xfl you know um tj barnes defensive lineman for the renegades he lost 72 pounds after the draft so that he can be in shape and play the whole season and he ended up being one of their most important players on that team like those are the stories that really get fans to be like, oh, I love this league. Jacor Pearson came from the the YouTuber destroying, coming from his camps. And he got his shot and he became one of the best receivers in the XFL. Like those are the stories that the XFL needs to build off of. So I would say, if, how do I see it evolve in two years? I think it's going to be the same in terms of number of teams. You know, I'm sure we'll see most of the coaches be the same, but I want to see how they evolve in terms of, how they're, you know, portraying themselves in social media, in the media, you know, TV deal with ESPN and ABC and Disney in general. Like, I want to see that evolve. And if I can, if they can get to the point where almost every game is being broadcast on ABC or ESPN, I think those are massive wins for the XFL in two years. So if they can get to that point, I think the league will be in good shape. Yes, sir. Nice take. I appreciate that and agree. Um, the expansion idea sounds nice, but you know, from just like I do, like the past leagues that have occurred, when we go and we do things without money, it equals shutdown. Yep. So yep. we have to have the money there before we can expand, grow, start a football league such as the AAF. The money has to be there. Uh, you can't chase it mid season and hope. I mean, you got one shot, and then I guarantee you that any budget is most likely going to go over for a football league from my research. Patience. Uh, I've learned in when it comes down to alternative football, patience, patience is virtue. You have to be patient. You have to let these leagues grow in their own way. Eventually, you know, within the next five years, they're still around. Yeah. Go ahead and expand to 10, maybe expand to 12, but this is a slow burn. We have to make sure we have the XFL needs to make sure they're profitable first before they bring in more markets. Yes, sir. Agreed. Agreed. Now this was my take on that was 
much of the fandom that we saw this year was past fandom. It wasn't new fandom. We need new fans. We need new people to engage. The The people that are here, we're probably going to be here either way, and then, unless they just screw up royally. So we've really got to figure out, like you said, how to get people to care. And, and you do that by linking them to these people's stories, these players' fights and journeys, getting to where they are. Because I guarantee you there's – Half of that, half of a team can tell you stories about what they've come through, what they're working through right now that can be related to things mm-hmm. that are in anyone's life. So I agree with you. I think we really got to get on the ground running. A lot of the personal content is necessary as, as to get the buy-in from fans. We have to have a personal connection to the league other than just them playing football. Could not agree more. Could not agree yes, more with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, that about wraps up the the big questions I got for you, Anthony. So you can relax. <laughs> Nothing else crazy. <laughs> We're what now? We're twenty two minutes into this yeah. thing. Yeah, I did not expect us to sit on this long, honestly. But it just flows. It's relaxed. We talk, and I enjoy it when it's not. The, rah, yeah, this rah. is. Yeah, these are the best interviews where you can just sit back, relax, just uh, shoot the stuff, and. Just realize, oh, man, we've been talking for an hour and a half to two hours. Those are usually the best. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, in terms of you, are there any future sports or projects in the works? Is there anything that the people should be watching for from you personally or even me watching for personally at this point? Um, I mean, right now I'm just working. I'm just focused on trying to build up NCZ Network and our, you know, our you know, platform here in Dallas and just trying to get our names in front of people. So, you know, you know, hopefully when, you know, Dallas stars, Dallas Mavericks season, you know, Dallas Cowboys season starts, you'll start seeing more content and, or, you know, around that. So awesome. um, that's really where I'm going to be focused on is kind of building that up. I think eventually, you know, I'll get to the point where I'll suck it up and do a podcast or something like that for Dallas sports. So I, I think that'll eventually come. I know there's, you know, there could be a potential, you know, next year that we'll start doing a lot of, you know, Texas high school football stuff here for NCC network. So that's what I'm kind of focused on as well as, you know, just trying to prep for the XFL season. Obviously I'm going to continue just covering everything that's Arlington renegades and, you know, that's just getting ready for, for that as well. And then obviously, and then I just joined college football network. So I'm just Gotcha. building up the stuff for college football. So when college football season rolls around, I will have a lot of college football content as well. So basically every day you're going to see probably one to three articles for me. So I'm going to be busy to the bone with it, but I'm, I'm excited for it. This is always the fun time of the year. That's awesome, man. I look forward to your work. Like I said, especially you start covering some Dallas Cowboys and then stuff along those lines. That's stuff I really want to read and see. So, I look forward to it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I get to see more uh, New Orleans Saints stuff from you. That'd be that'd be cool. Hey, I, I think I'm going to dabble into writing. I'm going to pick it back up. I, I've done it in the past in terms of like in education and, and getting my degrees and stuff. But man, I think I've told people I just burnt myself out on writing papers. You write twenty or thirty research papers through a couple year span, and you're done writing. I mean it. So that I'm hoping I can pick it back up. Regardless, I'm going to be spreading out some content and updates for sure uh, on the Saints and these three players. 
I'm supposed to be getting updates regarding these players if anything happens. So definitely check that for me uh, going forward. And I'll be there, you know, that something good happens. So I'll be at the preseason game. Hopefully we'll see Kirkland get on the field and get some plays. And then afterwards, maybe, maybe, maybe talk to him. If not, I'll talk to the media guys and they'll fill me in on what's going on. And so I, I look forward to it, man. And same with you. I'm glad that your career is growing and you're getting right where you want to be, e- even if it's not your your main gig. Yeah, we'll have to ask ourselves the questions how we're going to evolve in two years. I'm sure it's going to be a lot different from where we are now. No doubt, no doubt. And I feel like me and you both, as well as any of the other guys here, we're, we're all here for it. And as the XFL grows and alternative sport world grows, I mean, like here. I, I – yeah, I mean, I have to give a shout out to Evan Wilsmore, who just got yep. a, a job with the uh, Vegas uh, Nighthawks and working with that team now for, um, you know, helping them with uh, finding players and stuff like that. Like that, that's such an incredible thing. And he he's a college kid and going out there and, um, you know, working for an indoor football league, like just stuff like that. Like this, this, that's why I love being a part of this community and being able to see, you know, young guys like him grow and, you know, get jobs like this. So I, I, I love seeing it. And I hope we, I hope I see more of it. I think there's a lot of great people out there that are doing awesome stuff. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to Evan for his, his position. He's got a lot going, man. He's young. So I know in five or 10 years, there's no telling where he's going to be. Uh, talked to him and met him very first Houston game I covered. And ever since then we developed a relationship in terms of, of business acquaintances and, and, Hopefully we'll get to know each other more down the line, but he is a good guy. He's great to talk to great insight with football. And he really gets to know players that he's covering. He really, oh, he, really gets to know them. He is such a, I mean, he loves the players. And I think that's what, that's why players like, like working with him. Cause he really cares. Like he, he has developed so many relationships with the players and coaches with the Houston roughnecks that yep. it's, it's, it's really become like a family to him. So um, I, I know, like, I don't, I don't know if media is going to be in his future, but the, 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 re- the relationships he's developing with the players, is going to help him when he, you know, gets into front offices of, you know, NFL, if he wants to get into recruiting or something like that, that's going to be huge for him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. But congrats to him. I'm glad you you mentioned that. I was meaning to throw something in for him and that, that works out great. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yep, absolutely. But anywho, Anthony, uh, I think I have one question from Mike. Mike asks, does the XFL need an off season? What do you think it'll be like during the NFL season? Does the XFL need an off season? Um, so, yeah, I think this goes back to what we talked about with, you know, maybe they could have a little more content and stuff like that because, you know, we are in the XFL off season, but it sometimes does feel like it's, you know, like dead air and mm-hmm. we, we just don't have – much to talk about outside of players getting signed uh, to the NFL and stuff like that. Um, I, I think during the NFL season, I think the big things are going to be wait until October and November when we start hearing about, um, you know, drafts coming up and, you know, combines and stuff like that. That's really where the XFL offseason focus is really is trying to have as many combines as possible. So we, they can, so the XFL can get as many players in their pool so that when they have these drafts, when they're looking at signing players, they can go on, you know, the list that they've seen with all the players that have worked out in front of them and be able to pick those players from there. I, I think, and also a lot of it is the XFL 
there's a waiting game because you want to see what happens during the NFL season, who gets cut, you know, who gets injured, who's getting signed during this time. So sometimes it's kind of that weird balance of, all right, let's get some young players that are not on NFL teams, get them signed, but also let's see which NFL vets are going to get cut and which ones we can, you know, convince like, Hey, you need the XFL to get back into the NFL, come sign with us. So it's kind of a, I feel like this is what the XFL offseason is going to kind of be like. It just may evolve into small little things um, throughout the years, but it's mostly just going to be combines and workouts and trying to get as many players interested in joining the league as possible. Yes, sir. Great answer. Great answer. Let me see if I had any more questions before we hop off air. I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I got for the most part. Yeah, man, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on greatly. It's been a good conversation. This whole, the whole, the whole thing, every guest I get on, I mean, we have a different conversation and it's all legitimate. It's just like me and you would talk in person. And that's what I love about it the most. So appreciate you for coming on much respect for what you do for the XFL, as well as all the other sports you cover. You give a voice to sports that don't have a voice. So much respect. And I'm sure the people that value those sports respect that as well, man. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And I was telling you before the, the broadcast, I love the team that you're kind of building over there, you know, behind the scenes with the, you know, with XFO Insider Podcast. So I love seeing that. So, you appreciate know, we, 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 we need more content creators like you that are out there, you know, pushing this content through. So I, I really appreciate the time. You know, I loved interacting with you at the, at the in the playoff games. And um, I'm grateful that I was able to get on your show for the first time. And uh man it's been an hour and a half and what a blast i agree i agree episode 13 man i appreciate you being here for it greatly yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it yes sir in terms of the team i found that doing this by myself is hard even if it's just you know i do the production i do the hosting i do the guest setup all that but having content and ideas for content is hard to do alone because you only see one one side of things typically so, you know, mm-hmm. we've got I've got different people in place now, contributors and such that, you know, they push my opinions in terms of like, why am I saying this? Or they tell me things from their aspects that I find very insightful for a normal fan. And that that's really what what I'm trying to do right now is just put out content that's accurate that people want to hear. Yeah. And, and you're putting great content out there. So keep up with your doing. Your team's doing a really great job of it. So you guys just keep up the good work. I appreciate you, Anthony. And same your way, man. I look forward to your future work and getting you back on. Uh, before we hop off the air, just I will put, if you'll send me all your socials, I'll put them in the notes where they're easily clickable and you can find them easily. But anything, this is an audio show also. So anything or any place you want people to follow you, please, you know, you're welcome to say, I don't know you said you didn't care about likes and follows, but I always give people the opportunity because I've had a few salty ones along the way. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, well, you can follow me on t- most of my works on Twitter. So you can follow me at by Anthony Miller, which is B Y Anthony Miller. Um, I mean, mostly you don't have to follow me, but I love having conversations <laughs> with people. So feel free to hopefully shoot me a DM or just uh, comment on my, uh, uh, on my posts uh, as, as long as it doesn't involve Cowboys or XFL versus USFL stuff. Otherwise I'm fine with it. I get Cowboy stuff, I guess is fine since I'm covering them, but um, no trash talking on the Eagles. So I- <laughs> That's the line. The line is the line <laughs> is the Eagles. 
<laughs> yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, brother. And I look forward to more of your work in the future. Thank you again for coming on. And anytime you want to come on, if you have something, just let me know. You're more than welcome. I absolutely will. I appreciate you, Matt. Yes, sir. Thank you, Anthony. Yes, sir. All right, guys. That was a good interview. Appreciate Anthony for coming on tonight. I think I've had this scheduled for five weeks, so it, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Had a great guy, and you know, like I said, we and him got to know each other a little bit there at the championship and got some insights on his opinions and such, so that's how I knew he's legitimate as it comes in terms of reporting and journalism. Uh, so next week, like I said, I'm going to move Sunday to Saturday. Same time. <clears throat> I'll be at the Saints preseason games against Kansas City. So look forward to that. That'll be my first media appearance with the Saints. <clears throat> Going from little tiny scale with the XFL to big scale with the NFL. But it's a great experience. Learning a lot. Meeting people. Seeing things. Just things I never thought I'd see and do. Uh, being a Saints fan, it's quite different as well. Uh, but, but greatly enjoyable. And appreciate the NFL for giving me that inside view. And I hope I can bring the guys at home some good content, guys and girls at home, some good content regarding these athletes that are there. Uh, we got a guest list this month that's pretty good. I will have Evan on the show at the end of the month, hopefully if his schedule allows. He probably is a little busier now. Um, but, yeah, we, we got a good guest schedule. Check that out online. It's on the Facebook group or Twitter. <clears throat> if you are interested in being a guest or, or coming on and, and helping provide some content, please contact me. We, we've grown a little bit over the past month, and it's been a great, great thing. A lot of good opinions and a lot of different individuals to talk to and work with. So check for that as we go. I'm trying to give everybody their chance to shine, you know, once or twice a month on some good pieces. So check for that. <clears throat> Sorry, coughing. I think that's all for me. want to thank the XFL, of course. Appreciate you letting me cover. It's been a great experience, as I always say. Um, it's for the love of football, and it'll continue to be that. Thank you, XFL board, for getting me my start in this. And, and as we go, as you hear, a lot of these personalities, they say the same thing. XFL board was a big proponent in their careers and, and just their start of journalism. So appreciate you, Mark, at XFL board. He's got a great team there also. We'll have uh, Aiden on um, XFL center uh, the 20th. So that'll be good. He's actually with XFL board. So look forward to that. Anyway, I think that's all I got, guys. As I said, it's been a great, great pleasure. Appreciate you listening and coming back for more every week. If there's anybody you want to see specifically or talk to, let me know and we'll get it scheduled. Otherwise, I'm tired. I've been at training camp this week and then I will go back Thursday and then... Um, the game is Sunday in New Orleans, so a little bit of a little bit of trips for me, but it's been a good adventure. But anywho, that's it for me. Have a good night. Enjoy your night. I'm gonna enjoy mine. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Oh yeah, check out the contest on social media. Also, giving away two free T-shirts. Like and follow when you get an entry. It's pretty easy. Just check it out and let me know what you think. But yeah, that's it for me, guys. Peace out. Episode 13 is in the wraps. Appreciate you again for listening.